on November the 20th, 2013. Paul Walker was on a break from filming his recurring role as Brian O'Connor, a former FBI agent turned criminal and professional street racer in the seventh Fast and the Furious film. That morning, he sat in his kitchen talking with his mother, Cheryl, and daughter, Meadow, making holiday plans to pick out a Christmas tree that evening with his daughter. Paul was in good spirits and was scheduled to appear at a charity event later that day. After the event, the actor would make a fatal last-minute decision that would forever change his life and those who loved him so dearly. In the last photo taken of him by a fan, an eerie shot of Paul Walker shows him in the passenger seat wearing dark sunglasses and a smile as he rode shotgun in a 2005 Porsche Carrera GT. In the driver's seat next to him was his business partner, Roger Rodas. The two friends sped off for a quick joyride in the Porsche. However, 10 minutes later, Roger would lose control of the car and veer off the road, crashing into a light pole. In a horrible twist of fate, the actor, who rose to fame and fortune by racing sports cars, would die in a horrible car crash alongside his dear friend. Join us on a supernatural journey as we tour the incredible life of Hollywood actor Paul Walker. We investigate his mysterious death and reveal how his tragic accident could have been avoided. This is Death by Misadventure. Walker was born in Glendale, California, on September 12, 1973, under the zodiac sign of Virgo, to Cheryl Crabtree, a fashion model, and Paul Walker III, a boxer and sewer contractor. His working-class family was a mix of German, Swiss, Irish, and English. Paul's paternal grandfather was a former boxer known as Irish Billy Walker, and his other grandfather raced factory cars for Ford in the 1960s. The second to the oldest of five, the Walker family enjoyed a middle-class upbringing in the Sunland community of Los Angeles. As a toddler, Paul began a modeling career and made a small-screen debut in a Pampers commercial. His family was close-knit, and he loved being a big brother to his other siblings. Paul thrived on adventure and loved to ride fast on his tricycle around the neighborhood with his little sister Ashley on the back. Paul would later trade in his bicycle for the love of cars that he shared with his father. He had a thirst for speed at a very young age, and his home always had car magazines around the house to read. However, Paul would continue to pursue his dream to become a Hollywood actor, and he would later score roles on TV shows like The Young and the Restless and later Touched by an Angel in 1993. But Paul Walker's big breakout roles would be when he starred in the teen hit films in 1999 and 2000, such as She's All That, Varsity Blues, and The Skulls. It was these starring roles that cemented his rise as a bright young actor, and later he would be handpicked to be one of the stars to be featured on the cover of Vanity Fair's annual Hollywood issue in April 2000. Paul had finally made it in Hollywood, and his all-American good looks and personal charm always made him stand out from the rest of the pack, 
just one year later, after making the cover of Vanity Fair, he would reach superstar status when he was cast in the role of Brian O'Connor in the Fast and Furious film franchise. Paul Walker had finished filming The Skulls in early 2000 when he was approached by the director Rob Cohen, asking him what type of film he wanted to star in next. Paul said his dream project would be a mashup of Days of Thunder meets Donnie Brasco. So the filmmakers brought him a Vibe article they'd found about undercover street racing in New York City. The story was pitched as a remake of Point Break, set in the world of underground street racing in Los Angeles. The character that Paul was tapped for was to play a cop who infiltrated the illegal racing world. Walker signed on immediately to play the iconic role as Detective Brian O'Connor. But the producers felt he needed a strong co-star, and they were impressed with Vin Diesel after watching Pitch Black. The Fast and Furious film was released on June 22, 2001 in North America and ranked number one at the box office, earning over $40 million in its first weekend. During its run, the film made over $207 million worldwide. Based on the success of the first movie, he went on to star in over six more Fast and Furious films and perform most of his own stunts. As he became more famous, so did his desire to diversify his career, and he joined the board of directors for the Bill Fish Foundation in 2006. He went on to star in the National Geographic documentary, Shark Men. He was part of a team that went on an expedition which took place 160 miles off the coast of Baja, Mexico. He spent 11 days with the crew and helped catch and tag seven great white sharks. But where he found the most joy was through his charitable acts. In 2010, after a massive earthquake devastated Haiti, Walker used his own money and launched a disaster relief charity called Reach Out Worldwide. When a tornado hit Alabama in 2011, Walker headed there to help. Another story told by a Santa Barbara jeweler is when Walker overheard a young veteran browsing wedding rings with his fiancée. When the vet said he couldn't afford to buy one, the actor told the manager to charge the ring to his own account. However, his faith was what kept him humble and down to earth. Although he was raised Mormon, he later converted to non-denominational Christianity. Paul Walker would later tell USA Today, the people I don't understand are atheists. I go surfing and snowboarding, and I'm always around nature. I look at everything and think, who couldn't believe there's a God? Is this all a mistake? It just blows me away. Paul Walker left home at a young age and admitted in interviews he lived a somewhat transient lifestyle, traveling from one movie set to the next. Born under the zodiac sign of Virgo, he was a humble man who was kind and generous. Other enthusiasts and people in the industry who had the fortune of working with or meeting Paul all remarked that he was one of the nicest, most down-to-earth guys you could ever meet. 
Walker was also quite the ladies' man, and women loved his California good looks and steely blue eyes. As an up-and-coming actor in Hollywood, he lived life in the fast lane and could date just about any woman he wanted. But God had other plans for him, and in 1998, fate would step in when he met Rebecca Soteros. The two fell in love, and she quickly became pregnant. But Paul wasn't ready to get married, and would later state in an interview he wasn't emotionally mature enough for a long-term, committed relationship. However, he was ready to be a proud father, and on November 4, 1998, Rebecca would give birth to a beautiful baby girl, and the two would name their daughter Meadow. But life was not easy for Rebecca living in the shadow of Paul's fame, and she chose to move to Hawaii to raise her young daughter away from the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. Still, Paul tried his best to be a good father and provided financial support for his young daughter and would visit her in between breaks from film shoots and on holidays. Paul continued to date a bevy of young beauties, but really didn't settle down until he met his girlfriend Jasmine. Although she was 16 and he was 33 when they met, her parents approved of the relationship and the two began to date. The couple quickly fell in love, and when she turned 18, she moved in with Paul into a Santa Barbara home while she attended college. Paul loved the fact that she was a natural beauty and was independent with interests of her own. When Meadow came to live with Paul, his girlfriend Jasmine took on the role of stepmom to help raise his daughter, and the two had plans to get married. However, the true love of his life was his daughter, Meadow. He told E in an interview, She's the best partner I've ever had. I've never had anything like this in my life. I've been so transient. I've been on my own since I was 16, he said. There's a part of me who feels like I'm making up for lost time. But little did he know how little time they really had left. On the morning of November 30th, 2013, Paul Walker sat in his kitchen talking with his mother, Cheryl, and daughter, Meadow, making holiday plans. He was on a break from filming The Fast and Furious's seventh film and was excited to pick out a Christmas tree that evening with his daughter. Meadow had recently moved in with her father full-time after growing up in Hawaii with her mom, Rebecca Soteros. The actor told Entertainment Weekly a few months earlier in an interview that his daughter had given him a new sense of home now that she was living with him. Paul was in good spirits that morning, his mother would later tell People magazine, but he had forgotten about a charity event he was scheduled to attend later that day. While they were talking, he received a text and said, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be somewhere and left. It'd be the last time his family would see him alive. Paul left his home and raced to the event for his organization, Reach Out Worldwide, a charity founded after he volunteered in Haiti in 2010, following the island's devastating earthquakes. The car show and toy drive were held at Paul Walker's automotive shop, always evolving in Valencia, just north of Los Angeles, with proceeds from the holiday event earmarked for families affected by the typhoon in the Philippines and a tornado in Indiana. The event's invitation read, during the holiday season, 
Many economically disadvantaged children from around the world are faced with the same dilemma year after year, the lack of joy and cheer. Our goal here is to be able to provide aid to these less fortunate children in hopes of helping them grow up to become confident, responsible, and productive young adults. A friend of Paul Walker's who attended the car show that faithful Saturday afternoon would later tell E that the organization meant everything to the actor. He remarked how happy Paul was that the charity event was such a success. After the event, Paul would make a fatal last-minute decision that would forever change his life and those who loved him so much. According to Hollywood Life, Paul Walker spoke his final words to Jim Torp, an engineer who had attended the charity fundraiser. Before getting into the car, he said to Torp, we'll be back in five minutes. And the last photo taken of him by a fan shows an eerie shot of Paul Walker in the passenger seat, wearing dark sunglasses and a smile as he sat in the 2005 Porsche Carrera GT. In the driver's seat was his business partner, Roger Rojas. The two men sped off in a sports car However, sadly, just 10 minutes later, they would crash into a light pole and then a tree. The wreck took place at about 3.30 p.m., just a few hundred yards from Walker's high-performance shop. The sports car was traveling at over 60 miles per hour when it came to a curve in the road where the speed limit drops to about 15 miles per hour. Roger, the driver, apparently lost control of the car and veered off the road. Jim Torp said he heard a big bang and saw smoke rising in the distance. He asked the employees of Always Evolving to check it out. While some initially thought it was smoke from a special effects business, they soon realized that it was the Porsche that Roger and Paul had just taken off in. Newt Weimer, an action movie stuntman and a childhood friend of Paul's raced to the crash scene and made a desperate attempt to pull his best friend from the burning car. In his rescue attempt, Newt burnt his arms and was so determined to save Paul that when firefighters arrived on the scene, they had to restrain him for his own protection. What's even sadder, later a coroner's report would show Roger died on impact from his injuries, but Paul was still alive when the car burst into flames. Upon impact, his back was hit by thousands of pounds of force breaking his ribs and pelvis, flattening his seat and trapping him inside the car. He remained alive inside the car until it erupted into flames one minute and 20 seconds later. The tragic 911 call would be made by a fireman at the scene. LA 156, we're almost on scene. We got smoke showing. Copy, CHP is now saying you have a report of salation and Hercules. Do you want another response there? Negative standby, we're on scene. LA-156, we're on scene. We have one vehicle fully involved. Continue 76 for now. Copy 76, continue. It's responding, Ry King and Ann Kelly Johnson. 156, fully involved vehicle. LA engine 156. 156, five. We have confirmed two DUA. Afterwards, a crowd of grieving fans, curious onlookers, and media would surround the crash site for hours, watching as investigators and firefighters worked to pull the bodies of Paul Walker and Roger Rodas from the wreckage. 
At the age of 40, the Fast and Furious actor, a free spirit born with the life path number five, had taken his final bow and was now on to his next adventure in the afterlife. Paul Walker's mom, Cheryl, told People magazine she was alone when she found out that her firstborn son had died in a tragic accident. I think I was in the kitchen, and then I heard somebody come in, and I looked, and it was a friend of mine. And she looked like she had just lost somebody. You know, she looked very upset. Other people gathered at Cheryl's house to mourn the loss of Paul, including two childhood friends who tried to save his life but were unable to pull him from the burning car. Fans and the cast and crew of Fast and Furious were stunned and heartbroken over the news of Paul's death. Dwayne Johnson wrote a touching tribute on Instagram. All my strength, love, and faith to the Walker family during this heartbreaking time We find our strength in his light. Love you, brother. Followed by Ludacris. Your humble spirit was felt from the start. Wherever you blessed your presence, you always left a mark. Vin Diesel flew out from Atlanta the night of his best friend's death to go pay his condolences and grieve with his family. The following evening, the day after his death, a candlelight vigil was held at the spot where the actor took his last breath. Fast and Furious stars Vin Diesel, Tyrese Gibson, and Michelle Rodriguez joined Paul Walker's parents and his daughter, Meadow, at the private memorial to remember him and say goodbye. The streets were shut down so they could mourn the loss of the son, brother, friend, and hero they loved so much. Thousands gathered to lay gifts and take part in a motor procession in Santa Clarita to pay their respects. According to the Daily Mail, Vin Diesel spoke on a police megaphone to the crowd and expressed his gratitude to the fans, saying, If he could see for himself that all of you have showed up to show my brother love at this hard time, it's going to stay with me forever. I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for coming down here and showing that angel up in heaven how much you appreciate him. On December 2nd, the actor's father remembered the last moments with his son. In an ABC interview, he said, I was really close with my son. I'm glad to say the last time I was with him, we had a great talk about how he wanted to spend more time with his daughter, Meadow, and things he wanted to do, said Paul Walker III. He talked about everything but the film industry. I knew he loved me. It went both ways. I'm devastated, and it comes in waves. Vin Diesel posted a Facebook message the same day, along with a photo of Walker to share his thoughts about his fallen friend. To live in the hearts we leave behind is not to die, he wrote, quoting the poet Thomas Campbell. Pablo, I wish you could see the world right now and the profound impact your full life has had on it, on us, on me. I will always love you, Paul. 
as the brother you were on and off screen. Paul Walker was then laid to rest at Forest Lawn Memorial Park Cemetery in Hollywood Hills on Sunday, December 15, 2013. A few people got up and gave tributes to Paul. It was hard for many people to talk. They were in tears and couldn't finish what they were saying. It was a really sad day for so many people, and you could tell they just weren't ready to say goodbye. His parents were there, along with his brothers and some other family members. Everyone was hugging each other tight and didn't want to let go. Tyrese Gibson also paid a further tribute after the service, posting the following message on social media. Today, I was in a room full of your loved ones. I wish today was your wedding instead. God has a better plan even beyond all of our understandings. For selfish reasons, we all wanted you to stay. Another laugh, another take, another talk, another moment. I guess you can't get all you ask for in life. But our hearts are full from all the moments we did have. 13 years of laughter and grace, humility and love. After her father's death, Meadow was able to express in her own words what her father meant to her. When I was a little girl, he taught me to walk, taught me to smile, and taught me to never give up. I loved him even before I knew what love was. He was my hero, my real-life hero. He will always be in my heart. It brings tears to my eyes as I write this. You're gone, but not forgotten. Rest in peace, Dad. Paul Walker's tragic death, his brothers Caleb and Cody stepped into the actor's shoes as Brian O'Connor, filling in as a stand-in to complete the character's scenes. Caleb told Entertainment Tonight in an interview, it was a difficult decision to take on his brother's role so soon after his death, but he credits the film's cast in helping him through the grieving process. Paul Walker's father, devastated by the loss of his son, would later reveal in an interview how he feels his presence every day and communicates with him all the time. He claimed he once heard his son's voice say, Good to see you, Dad. Don't be afraid. It's your son, Paul. His brother Cody would later tell Entertainment Tonight in an interview about Paul's unwavering love for his daughter and how proud he was of her. He remembered how his brother tried to get out of a three-movie deal after he found out Meadow was coming to live with him. His other brother Caleb mentioned how he was eerily putting things in order before his death, and it was almost like Paul intuitively knew that his days were numbered. When Paul Walker's will was read, Meadow served as a sole beneficiary of his estate that was believed to be valued at over $25 million. The actor designated his father to serve as the personal representative to transfer his assets into a trust to be held for her. A copy of his will was obtained by the celebrity gossip site TMZ, and it also revealed the actor requested his mother, Cheryl Walker, to be named his daughter's legal guardian instead of her biological mom, Rebecca. 
on March 20, 2014, to honor her son's wishes. Cheryl Walker filed for guardianship of her granddaughter, citing Rebecca's two DUIs as an explanation for her petition. However, TMZ reported that Cheryl eventually agreed to drop the case if Rebecca completed a rehabilitation program. She agreed, and Meadow went on to live with her mom after she completed the program. In December 2014, Paul Walker's father filed a wrongful death claim against Roger Rodas' estate, seeking the return of a proportionate share of revenue generated by a group of automobiles that were jointly owned by both Walker and Rodas. In September 2015, Walker's daughter Meadow filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Porsche for the accident, claiming that the Porsche Carrera GT had numerous design defects, including a history of instability, and that its seatbelt placement can cause harm upon impact. She would later receive an out-of-court settlement for over $10 million. Court documents also showed that Paul's father also settled his own lawsuit against Porsche. In 2015, Meadow went on to found the Paul Walker Foundation in her father's memory. She chose to launch the organization on September 12, 2015, which would have been her father's birthday. Meadow went on to write on Instagram, Reflecting on my father, I found myself reflecting on his passions, his passion for the ocean, his passion for rescuing animals, his passion for helping people, and his passion for spontaneous goodwill. I wanted to start this foundation because I want to share that piece of him with the world, and I want to share that part of him with others. In 2016, Paul Walker's estate filed a lawsuit against Richard Taylor, a worker who allegedly illegally removed more than 30 of the actor's cars from a warehouse where he worked. The lawsuit sought restitution in the form of the vehicles or their monetary value. Walker kept more than two dozen cars and trucks in a Valencia, California warehouse where Taylor was employed. According to the complaint, Taylor would sometimes help Walker in caring for the cars, which included a 2011 Porsche 911 GT3 RS, a 2008 BMW M3, a 2006 Ford Crown Victoria, a 2004 GMC truck, three 1995 M3s, and many others. After Walker's passing, the publication The Drive wrote that Taylor reportedly hid the cars and refused to tell the actor's family where they were in an effort to extort money. The family eventually settled out of court. In 2018, the Fast and Furious family paid tribute to the actor on the five-year anniversary of his death. Jordana Brewster, who played Mia, the love interest of Brian O'Connor since the start of the film franchise, shared a picture of Paul Walker on Instagram and wrote, Five years without you today. I miss you. I love you. Tyrese Gibson wrote, Five years ago today, we all woke up to a nightmare. Believe me, it's still very real for all of us that knew him and loved him personally. Also, in the 2018 documentary, I Am Paul Walker, was released on iTunes, Amazon Prime, and the Paramount Network. It was well-received by fans and critics as a heartwarming film that gives you an in-depth look at the personal life of the actor. It includes interviews with family and friends who give an intimate look at Paul Walker, who is not only talented, but a spiritual, kind, and generous man. 
In the film, the actor's mother, Cheryl, remarks how she still receives letters from fans all over the world who state how Paul has made such a big difference in their lives. And she's thankful that his memory continues to live on in everyone's hearts and minds. In one of Paul Walker's most famous quotes, he said, If one day the speed kills me, don't be sad, because I will have died smiling. In the final scene of Fast and Furious 7, a touching tribute was made for the actor, and to say goodbye to his character, Brian O'Connor. The scene shows Dominic driving through Malibu Canyon, and he stops at a stop sign. Brian drives up next to him, with his passenger car window down, and says, Hey, you thought you could leave without saying goodbye? It would be the last word spoken by Paul Walker in any Fast and Furious film. The two friends begin to drive, side by side, through the Malibu Canyon, and Dominic speaks in a voiceover. I used to say I lived life a quarter mile at a time, and that's why we were brothers. Because you did, too. A montage of Paul Walker's moments from previous Fast and Furious films begins. Dominic's voice continues. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away, or halfway around the world, you'll always be with me and he'll always be my brother. The film shows an overhead shot of the two cars driving together, and they come upon a gentle fork in the road. Paul Walker's white Toyota Supra curves to the left, while Vin Diesel's silver Dodge continues driving straight on down the canyon road. Paul Walker, a life gone too fast. Death by Misadventure was produced by Cosmic Media and written by me, JC Nova. Our supernatural team of co-hosts includes the talented Eduardo Fahey in London, Tom Dre, our master numerologist and paranormal investigator in L.A., Paul Robinson, magi and musician in Marin, and myself, I'm a psychic astrologer and paranormal investigator in Los Angeles and San Francisco. This episode was recorded at Robin Sound Studios in Marin, California, and also at Union Recording Studio in West Hollywood, California. Kudos to sound engineers Paul Robinson and Noah Shanklin. A special thanks to audio producer Christopher Lang in Tucson, who brings each episode to life, and Paulina from Upper Planet in London. She's responsible for the super cool design of our official website. She's also the designer for one of our favorite true crime podcasts, Case File. Please like and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash deathbymisadventurepodcast. Each episode is available for download direct via our website at deathbymisadventure.co.uk and also at iTunes, Google Play, CastBox, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Last but not least, our podcast is hosted by Libsyn. 
I'm JC Nova, and this has been Death by Misadventure. Thanks for listening. <laughs>